What's up, Dashley fam? Welcome back to another episode of Taking Sides with the Dashleys. I'm Dallin. This is the love of my life, Here. Ashley. The heck's going on, you guys? We Ash, how are you doing? We're doing great. How the we, heck are you doing? Um, just got back from St. George, so currently experiencing them winter blues. You experience those all winter, and then all summer you experience winter impending blues. We, it's I, just the constant state of hating winter all year for you. One day. And I feel real bad for you because that's a, not a happy place to be. This isn't purposeful, but all I'm going to say is when we are in very warm and sunny places, the action that Dallin receives multiplies tenfold. And one day, and again, not intentional, it's just like I feel so amazing when I've been warm all day. And I feel like one day Dallin's going to say to himself, huh. <laughs> This is how Ashley manipulates me. What if Ashley was warm all year? Just kidding. No, I enjoy the warmth too. And I'm um, not manipulating. It's literally like I just feel so like cool and sexy and happy after I've been in the sunshine all day. Right. You Versus do. like how I feel when I've been cold all day, mm -hmm. wishing I was in the sunshine, yeah. eating potatoes. The feelings... <laughs> When you yeah. hit nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, the feelings are different. What a fun way to start off this podcast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's true. So, uh, driving so yeah, home, we're I... moving to Death Valley. <laughs> no, driving home, I turned to Dallin. We were just sitting in silence. It was kind of a weird drive home. I don't know what was going on in your head. I was just too tired because I hadn't slept for two nights because I didn't have my purple pillow like we with were... me. I forgot to bring it. And we're sleeping on a hotel bed, which wasn't very comfortable because it wasn't a purple mattress. We usually this is not like sponsored by purple, by the way. We just honestly love purple mattresses so much that it's ruined sleeping on basically anything else. Yeah. I don't know what happened because we usually sleep well. I slept um, terrible, but I, I mean, I sleep terrible every day now. Dallin's yeah. like, oh, I didn't, I woke up so early and I couldn't fall back asleep. And I'm like, cry me a river, friend. <laughs> Well, maybe Watch every you can... documentary on Disney Plus and then come talk to Look, me. Look, maybe our bodies are different. I'm to the point now where I enjoy waking up because I'm like, ooh, what civilization am I going to learn about this morning? I'm ready to buy the Master's Class series on Amazon, which they're not even documentaries. They're like a professor with a slideshow and a clicker. They're just there at three in the morning. Uh-huh. <laughs> they're like PowerPoints okay. that show up. And then Rome conquered this land. Okay. 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 Cool. But I'm ex I like that excites me. That's fun. Pregnancy gifts. You know, maybe I'm a wuss or maybe my body really doesn't handle lack of sleep as good as yours and we'll never know. I think you just haven't. I'm just going to stop. What? I just what? I just don't say it. I don't say it. You're a rude person. Well, I just don't think you've experienced so much lack of sleep that you start thinking it's normal and fun. It should never be normal. And never be fun. That's I've reached, Nobody should have a lack of sleep. That is, I, I, maybe this that's just... This is how pregnancy prepares you for a baby. Because once the baby is born, you're just so happy not to be uncomfortable. And you're so used to not sleeping already that you're just like, normal life. And then they turn two. Or if this class we're going to take, taking care of babies, we're going to buy her course. Mm -hmm. If that works, I think they start sleeping when they're like really little, like four months old by that huh. point it'll just be like this new thing where i'm like oh some people sleep at night okay well, i'm one of those people now tbd tbd 
What were we going to talk about? Oh, we were going to talk about, so like we've mentioned, Dallin and I are pregnant, meaning I have a baby inside of me. And Dallin is here. Oh, that's what pregnancy <laughs> mean, means. And Dallin is here to support me through this journey. And he does a great job. Thank you. Um, We have considered getting a minivan. And I don't want to throw shade on minivans. Hashtag they may sponsor us one day. <laughs> but um, we hate them. We have been in no conversations with any minivan production company. No. And I just, I look at a minivan and I f- feel like the ha- joy in my heart turn a hundred years old and I just don't know if I can do it to myself I just don't know if I can like drive down the road and feel like a bad a in one and we love our Subaru Ascent so much it has aftermarket wheels and tires it's lifted an inch and a half it's a Subaru it's pretty cool it's a sweet it's a really cool seven passenger vehicle that would suit us fine but minivans are lower to the ground they're more roomy it's that's the other side of it I could also see myself just truly loving my life with a minivan we've heard both sides we've asked this before and you guys send us so many messages which we've read them all about pros and cons of minivan life i'd say 70 percent say do it it's so great once you get over the ugliness factor yeah like it's just like driving your living room around um our ascent whilst just cool you know cool parent points for having an ascent Uh when we have to move george to the back seat it will be a bugger to buckle him. People we've talked to though say their kids start buckling themselves in. Yeah, but like I'm around, always around gonna want five-ish. And but yeah. I'm gonna want to check, you know, like make sure, like test how tight right. it is, test if the like put the str- the chest strap thingy clip and the in Honda the right Odyssey, place. The middle seat comes out and the one it seat slides out. over in the middle, so it's like this big section that you can easily get in the back. And it's just ooh so convenient. And there's a little DVD player in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can be pumping out Mr. Rogers and reading Rainbow yep. 24-7. Doesn't matter, kids. I don't care if you want to watch Netflix. We are watching Mr. Rogers. There are no choices here. There's this homeschool curriculum that is very like, we only recommend books for children. It's called Ambleside. And I like, you know. Like videos of people reading like, books? No, like they they. The, they don't like new age books. They only like the classics and they definitely don't like TV, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just like read the most classical books to your children. But do you want to know the one show that they have on their reading list? Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Of course. That is so solid TV. So because of that, I That do show not made me who I am today. I'm like, this doesn't count as screen time. Ambleside.com recommends this as reading. Yeah. So for Is Ampleside also linked to liliesofthefield.com for swimwear? It's not. Oh. It's just for very like literature-based. I only want my kids to do literature-based homeschool. And I only want it to be the most beautiful writing from the classic authors. And I don't care about the cutesy things like Llama Llama and Berenstein Bears. It's very hoity-toity. But okay, also, well, that sounds like zero fun. It's also free. I don't want to do Ambleside. Okay, it's, so anyways, we went shopping. There for goes Dallin a, cutting off my tangents. For a minute, get so bored with homeschooling. I'm sorry. Talk well, about like, it for the 10 world more is minutes. interested in it. Okay, keep talking about it forever. Public schools aren't meeting standards like those damn Norwegians, and schools are basically shut down still. So, people want to know. Okay. Keep talking. Also, about it. women age eighteen to thirty-five are our main audience. 
So bow to me and my interests, Alan. Let's talk about it for the rest of the podcast. Nope, we can Tell keep... me more about homeschooling. Nope. I'm, I'm listening. Anyways, we went to the minivan dealership actually on Valentine's Day for our Valentine's hotel date. And it was the worst experience of our life. I hate car dealers, car salesmen. Listen, I No just... matter what your agenda is, we just go in saying, we wanted to see what you would offer us for a trade-in, just see what your best price yeah. is on this van. First off... They will... No matter what, their agenda is, I'm going to sell you a vehicle right here, right now, and you're going to leave with one if I can do anything to help it. So we walk and in... It, no matter what. And it's so annoying. Okay, go ahead. We walk in and we're like not super stoked to be doing this because it's painful for us to say goodbye to our ascent that we love. But it's also like, I think we might need to do this because it's no fun to like climb up into the car and buckle kids. And the minivan has many perks and pros. So we walk in, but, and we like test drive it. And he, the salesman, bless his heart. He's pretty new. He tells us, tells us it's a new, he's new to this. He Maybe figures that's out, a strategy. He, well, he figures out that we're not super excited and at this point, I was almost ready to just buy one and get it over with, like pull the Band-Aid off. And he goes and tells on us to his manager and tells his manager that we're not excited to be here. Like that's a sin or something. So his manager comes over and thinks he can kind of like pull us, the smooth talking on us. And well, he sits down like, tell me. First, about. he like scolds us for not being excited. He's like, oh, but you guys like the sliding doors, your kids tell me. I got a Jeep. I've replaced all four doors four times. Like, seriously, you've replaced your doors yeah. four times because of your kids <laughs> opening them into other cars and be, dinging them? Like, he was also like, no, you have not. Recently divorced. And I was like, yeah, no wonder you're divorced. <laughs> no, and he just was like, bro, you look familiar, man. You used to work for Vivint. And I was like, no, if you're from I've literally Utah- never met you. And it was just, and he just kept, it was like on his mind, like, I'm going to show this new sales guy how to just smooth talk somebody and get them emotionally invested so that they well, buy a minivan Let from me. Let me break down the vivid. And it was so annoying. Okay. Man, I was annoyed. Listen, if you're from Utah, you know, people who work at Vivint are mostly normal people and it's a really successful business, but people who don't work at Vivint make fun of Vivint people like they're eternal, just jerks and like... Provo All-Stars. Provo All-Stars. And they're like, you know, like hotties who are just... Maybe it was because my flat-brimmed hat. Just the worst people ever. So for him to come over and be like, oh, hey, bro, do you work at Vivint? I was like, (laughs) no, he does not work at Vivint, okay? He doesn't. Yeah. But I did sell pest control. (laughs) Which was not a good follow-up. Yeah, no, I don't sell solar. I sell pest (laughs) control. Yeah. Anyways, that was so annoying. And so this whole time, they still haven't gotten us our trade-in price or their best price for their point, minivan because like, that's what they keep. There's a little car buying t- tip or like just so you know their tactics that they're pulling on you if we go in to buy a car. They make you they, feel terrible about they yourself. Keep, they keep putting off that. They make the numbers seem like no big deal. And they be like, yeah, we'll get that to you soon. I just have a guy looking at it. And they keep saying, oh, my guy's still looking at it. I oh, he's not in price. his office right now. And they keep saying, yeah, we'll get to that soon. But first, let's talk about this. Dallin and their and I- whole strategy is to get you emotionally involved and make the price seem like, oh, that's a non-issue. Poor- if you love it, then... You'll just buy it no matter the price. Let's just talk about the monthly price. What's your budget? Get it down to the month. And let's like, and they don't, and they will just leave it at like the price. The most important thing is the least important thing. You should see it like this. As long as you love it, as long as you love it, we'll make the price work. It's no big deal. Dallin's obviously very heated. The, so the little, we'll call him the little salesman, the newbie guy. 
his manager makes him go stand in this glass room and he's just like watching us from the glass room. Like he's obviously not allowed to come talk to us. And we literally wait for like 35 minutes and finally we stand up to leave. And I've asked for the price of this van like 17 times. Like I just want the priced because he was like well this is the msrp it's not the he, real then price. he finally just pulls out his phone and looks it up on the yeah. website so then he comes like, out of the glass room when we're walking out the door and he's like oh where are you going and we were like well no one will tell us the price like we just were leaving this is so annoying and then i we had looked it up and we we're like i think it's this and he told us a price two thousand more than the online i was price. like i literally just looked on your website and so he didn't even tell us on the, the real price man it was so annoying i'm never going back like if i'm gonna buy a car, I'll, like the, when we bought our Subaru, the Subaru dealership, the guy, first thing he told us was the price. And he's like, we don't negotiate. This is our best price. I'm not paid on commission. I am a salary salesperson. Here's the price. Tell me what you want to see. Tell me what you want to drive. Like, love to, love to help you out. Like, that was yeah. so refreshing to I go to the I wanted to tell place. the little salesman, like, hey, man, we were probably going to buy a car from you if they until ever... your jerk A manager came and bullied us. Yeah, and I'm just frustrated at myself because I like to trust people and they were using all these friendship tactics oh, to keep talking to me and stuff. We, but I just, you knew. after we I knew. just, I just was just, being too nice. So like if they ever call me, I will tell them how annoyed and put off we were and how we're never coming back. And over that was all pathetic. cocky. Like, Ooh, I'm like, going to sell uh, these. I'm going to show my new salesman here how to work these two people to get them to buy a van right buy here. Buy a van they don't even want. Yeah. Like yeah. it was so annoying. Yeah. So, so annoying. I know like, I don't know. Hopefully more dealerships are moving to the no pressure model. I know CarMax, they're just like, whatever dog, here's the price. Like you want it? I want Subaru to make a van. Subaru, make a van. We'll probably just keep our ascent. We love it. But who knows? Maybe we'll get a van. It's Ashley's choice. I got the truck now. So this is Ashley's. And that's our rant about buying a van. Was that quality podcast content or what? Please tell us, we want you guys to tell us your worst car buying experiences, like the really bad ones, if you have one. Yeah. Send in a few car buying experiences if you have them, and maybe we'll read that on an upcoming podcast. And we also want to hear from you if you bought a van begrudgingly because your life just necessitated buying a van. But you ended up loving but it. But you ended up loving it. Tell us. We would like to know those stories, Also, too. please tell us if you ended up hating it. Yeah. And you wish you had a Subaru Ascent still. And what car did you end up going with? Because we don't want to make the wrong for, choice. For all you three people. Pe- three. Th- 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 for all you three kid people. Yeah. Ended that one on a strong note. <laughs> you did. I'm proud of you. <laughs> okay. okay. You guys, we got some good questions. You guys are so great at writing in. We love reading your emails. We have so many of them. Keep them coming. We're getting to as many of them as we can all the time. And we wish it would be so fun for me if this grew to be like the main thing that we focused on oh this podcast. Gosh. How fun would that be? I feel like- this could be our Dave Ramsey like five nights a week for three hours like this is what we do i start school in two weeks by the way so mm-hmm. just in two mm-hmm. short years and two weeks i'll actually know what i'm we'll talking actually about. be giving you qualified advice uh-huh. you'll have my stuff with which is just what i would really do in my real life and then you'll have down stuff which is the <laughs> stuff that you should be doing which is based on you know data and research and stuff like that so and i'll actually like ha- start being able to take clients under a license mm-hmm. of having a marriage and family therapist which will be so cool yep that'll be so fun and this podcast will will become like a place where I can find new clients and you guys can like actually work with a qualified, you know, therapist, AKA me. Dallin. That'll be so fun. It'll be sweet. Yeah. I've been learning a lot. I've been listening to the podcast feeling good by David Burns. Man, that guy's awesome. 
I've learned the five secrets of effective communication. You want me to tell them to you? Maybe they'll come up in one of the questions. Alan's always so good about like he enjoys reading informative books and listening to informative podcasts. And I've always been like, mm, I just don't Ashley's do like, that just stuff. give me the spark notes. Just give me the fictional stuff. But now that I list, watch my civilization documentaries, <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, Dallin has a lot of good stuff to share. And so do I. Ask me about the Mesopotamians. Let me tell you what the Egyptian kings used to do the after Egypt- they okay. were buried. Really quick, See, here she goes. Really quickly before Dallin goes into this, which is, I want to hear, if you like Egypt at all, Disney Plus has some great, like really prime documentaries on Egypt. Egypt is my favorite. It is really The true. shafts that they have dug. Also the Mayans. The cenotes. Mm. <laughs> Okay, go. And the technology that they have yes. to discover these things underground. It is fascinating. And then they I've just disappear. Well, not the Mayans. They died from diseases. I saw this TikTok of somebody explaining how ridiculous the pyramids are. Yeah. And how like... And that's just the stuff on top. They're starting to discover these shaft tunnels that look like a robot made them. Just smooth, perfectly created walls who and like their positioning on the earth and the equator and like their latitude and longitude being super aligned with like planets and yeah, stuff like previously to this pregnancy all i knew about egypt was what i learned from the prince of egypt cartoon yeah like they were like speculating that aliens helped build the pyramids i don't go it's that crazy. far i'm not an alien girl oh i'm there i'm not saying just it's kidding. not real but i just don't go there all right can liking too many pictures on instagram Wait, be a breach of trust something Oh, the five secrets of effective mm-hmm. communication. I was going to save that for, because I think it might come up here in a question. Okay. So it might be good as part of an answer to a question or our response. I won't say answer. Because heaven knows we don't have them. We're not just throwing out answers Dallin doesn't here. have his degree yet, people. We're not giving Even then, I don't answers. just fling out answers. Like you guys basically have to come up. People have basically have to solve their own problems. And we're kind of like reflective listeners or just giving our experience a therapist therapists i'll tell you what's up i'll tell you what i would do like yeah sometimes okay no i think this will be a good balance Mm -hmm. okay hey down and ashley i've been a longtime listener and watcher of the podcast and vlogs listening on my walks and rides home is my guilty pleasure my boyfriend even got me a cameo from you all for my birthday back in june thank you nice oh that's fun cameos by the way it's an app called Cameo, and people like pay us forty dollars to send a little birthday message or a. And we're all like nervous because we're like, "Geez, love you, message." Or... Like, how do we make this good? We usually end up singing, <laughs> or like talking for Luna to you. It gets fun. They, we have fun with them, and we're like, "Oh yeah, this is worth it." Anyways, <laughs> we have a lot of five star reviews. So George, apparently, makes a people lot of are liking this. Yeah. And seem that it's worth if it. If Luna and George and James show up, how can you not give us a five star? And Dash. Right. Dash doesn't... Like, whenever we start recording, Luna runs to the us and jumps on my lap to be because on Because she thinks we're going to open a package with I treats don't know. in Dash it. Dash doesn't do that, so he doesn't show up in a lot. He'll just be sleeping still. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Anyways. Okay. We got her a cameo. Well, that's fun. Um, I am from Boston, and I think you would enjoy taking the RV up here in the Northeast. Oh, I think we would. There are so many beautiful beaches, islands, and trails to enjoy. I would love that. Mm -hmm. Here's my question. I normally am not a jealous person or get too caught up in causing or paying attention to social media drama, 
but I came across something that rubbed me the wrong way. Ooh, I love social media drama. Yeah, she noticed that her boyfriend of four years has been liking some scantily clad photos on Instagram. Because one thing led to another and she found like through a friend of a friend, a girl with pictures and she noticed her boyfriend had hearted a lot of them recently. Weird. And she's wondering like... She says, had these things been normal things like trips or anything less promiscuous, I wouldn't care at all. But um, at the time of this discovery, I was with him and a bunch of other people at a football party. And they were like pictures where she was showing a lot of skin. So she's feeling weird about it. I mentioned it to him and he got all annoyed saying it's crazy of me to get mad about Instagram. And I could even go to his page and there would be likes from girls on pictures of me. I do well, not like feeling who crazy. Who are you that random girls are liking your photos? Like oh, he said, of pictures of us, of us. I do not like feeling crazy. Yeah, that but my usually it's people off. you know. It's not like randos. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's a girl that he knows. It sounds like know. she's probably like an Instagrammer, modely girl. I have the opposite problem. I try. I refollow the Kardashians like every two months because. <laughs> We can like share an Instagram and Dallin will unfollow them, which I appreciate and think is very kind because they have some scantily clad photos and he doesn't feel like it's appropriate. Well, I don't have as much of a guilt complex anymore. So I know, but like you don't like I get what you're saying, like what she's saying. And I get like why you do it. Mm-hmm. I just love the Kardashians so much. I'm just you just have to go refollow them. to go refollow. Yeah. If it was anyone else. Plus, like if you were like liking all their pictures, I'd be like. I, it would weird me out like if I found this Instagrammer model like it would be weird to me if I found a, a page and then I saw Dallin.Seely hearted every photo mm-hmm. I hardly ever heart a photo right most people don't like every photo they see so it's kind of like you're sending a message when you like a photo because yeah, they can like, see it this is my name this is me and my profile telling you and your profile that I really like what I see Unless you're just a a liker, like throwing out likes everywhere. Either way, it's just weird, especially if it's like a scant, like a showing a lot of skin. Don't be doing it. So no, you are not crazy for asking about that. And then he shouldn't, he shouldn't gaslight you and say that you're crazy and that he had nothing to blame getting all defensive. Can we open this one up? Can you guys like... Let us know. Write us an email. Would you think this is weird? Or are we just... Would you think this is weird? On Spotify, we can ask the question right here. So if you're listening on Spotify, um, there's a little question answer box. And I'm not sure exactly how it works, but respond to the question. If you're listening on Spotify, let us know if you think that this is weird, what she should do, and um, how you would respond to this if you've, you found the same thing. And James has walked into the studio. Should I go talk to her? We'll jump to a quick commercial break and come right back. You guys, in 2021, it's definitely okay to talk about our mental health and happiness. Humans aren't meant to keep everything inside. It makes us sick and therapy really does help. But what is therapy exactly? Well, it's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Maybe you're feeling insecure in a relationship or at work. Maybe you're not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need, don't be ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't even have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you in order to get help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video or phone, 
or even live chat discussions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It is much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. See if it's for you, because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Taking Sides listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash taking sides. That's betterhelp.com slash taking sides. Hey, Dashley fam, it's Dallin, and I have something that I'm really excited to start talking about. I have struggled with anxiety off and on for the past few years, and I have also not been getting the deep sleep at night that I would like to. I've been looking for solutions, and I recently turned to CBD oil to see if it could help, and I have been amazed. Finding good quality, tested CBD is really important, and that is why I trust Andourage. Andourage is a company founded by clinicians to formulate safe and natural CBD-rich products for general and targeted relief. Andourage is safe and effective. They want you to recover and not just replace your current suffering with different suffering from side effects of pharmaceutical prescriptions. I have tried Andourage and other brands and Andourage is right. Clinician grade is better. My sleep is better. My anxiety is better. Even baths are better. I would recommend the baths. Life is better. To learn more and experience Andourage's clinician grade CBD rich care, go to Andourage.com. They have oils, they have baths, they have creams to rub on your joints. Put it to the test like I did. See if it helps you sleep better at night, manage your stress and anxiety, and provide relief with chronic pain. Use coupon code the Dashleys to receive free shipping. You can also click the link in our show notes. Look into it. Give Andourage CBD products a try. There's a good chance that you'll be amazed just as I was. being a prude but i feel like if i feel like you and i have like an understanding like you i don't know like i don't go i don't follow like male models or anything and like i feel like there's a level of commitment that you reach where you're like mm, i'm not gonna do that stuff anymore or like well here's the thing i think everybody has a sexual contract with their partner okay yeah and that's what I'm trying it's to say. your it's basically your agreement maybe you have an open relationship i don't know there are marriages that where they have open relationships or more and open. literally they are okay with each other having sex with other people yeah and then there's other relationships where their their sexual contract or their like their sexual agreement with each other is that you don't do that absolutely and you stay sexually faithful like and and in your thoughts too and even not like like Ash and I, if we ever talk with friends of the opposite sex, we'll just tell each other. Or like like somebody messaged us, like a fan messaged us, and yeah, like I just told Ashley like about it. Like I was messaging. messaging a fan, and it was about this and this, just so that there's no questions whatsoever. And so it's really because you're uncomfortable about it, that means it's not okay. And that doesn't Because mean... this is you, you are a part of the relationship. Yeah. Just because you're uncomfortable with this automatically means that it's not okay. And you should talk about it with him. And the fact that he's getting all defensive... And that's a red flag. Like he should, he should care more about your feelings than that. Right. But people aren't perfect. Like m maybe he's completely a hundred percent so faithful to you in the ways that he thinks he needs to be for his like whatever, for him to feel good about his relationship with you. And he doesn't feel like he's doing anything wrong or anything that's crossing a line, but it just means you guys need to talk about it and you can be like, Hey, this so, makes yeah, me so really uncomfortable. Me, so you can bring it up. I'm sure you're about to do a well, good don't example call of how him to like bring it up. A cheater, loser, yeah, don't, jerk. I'll, don't come off the straight out of the gate calling him a cheater and all, and all this stuff. Like, hey, I noticed something and made me uncomfortable. I'd love to talk about it because I love you so much and I'm feeling a little betrayed and hurt. 
You know, that's very different than... It could be like, hey, Ash, I wrote into a podcast and Ashley said this was totally weird. <laughs> and I'm trying to give you a, the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, no, I noticed something that I just wanted to ask you about. I'm not judging you at all. I just want more context. I'm just feeling like my initial reaction was betrayed and hurt and confused and scared. And I just want to talk to you about it. That's all. Because I love you so much and I always want to be on the same page with you in our relationship. Like, that's a little yeah. healthier way of and starting off this conversation. This is something you need. I noticed or... you were liking a lot of photos of this girl where she didn't have many clothes on. My initial reaction was like, hurt. I'm wondering if you're needing to look other places to get sexual fulfillment and all these thoughts running through my mind. And I need to know what this is all about. Mm. And maybe we can come to an agreement about what's cool and what's not cool on social media because that, to be honest, this hurt my feelings. It made me sad to see that you were liking these sexy photos of another girl. Yeah, like, why are you looking at sexy? F I don't know. I think I'm old school, though, but I don't know. Cause I don't think it's normal. I mean, there's some people try open relationships like Dak Shepard, I guess. He talked about on his podcast his first marriage was an open relationship. I don't think they were married. Were they married? Maybe they weren't, but he said they were, it didn't work out. Yeah. And uh, he attributed part of it, he said, maybe because their sexual fulfillment was, was not people. strictly with each other. It was like... With other people. I guess it works for a lot of people and it doesn't work for a lot of people. And I don't know. I would say it's not the norm. Right? In like Western. Probably most marriages that wouldn't fly. Yeah. Common. Nor Who knows though? Yeah. Let us know your thoughts. If you're listening on Spotify, answer the question box here for this podcast. I, I haven't tried it before, but they told me they activated it. It's a new feature. Go easy on me if I, I'm not able to figure yeah, it out. But hopefully you see out. something on Spotify where a little question box where you can answer the question. Would you be cool with this? What would you do? All right, let's go to the next one. We got another email from a guy. What's up? Okay. Hey, Dashleys. I just listened to your podcast where a guy emailed in a question and encouraged me to step outside my comfort zone and ask y'all for some advice. Well, awesome. Thank you. Welcome. So my wife and I have two little boys. They are two and one years old. About three months ago, we were surprised to learn that my wife was pregnant again and soon found out it was another boy. Oh, boy. But they have a two-year-old and a one-year-old? Yep. She is actually only a few weeks ahead of Ashley. Sweet. Wow. We are excited, but also slowly growing insane. Oh, man, I bet. The idea of having three under three stresses us both out because this was definitely not in our plans. Irish triplets. I don't know if that's what it's called, but three under three uh, is a big Irish deal. Twins Irish are... twins are two under two, right? No, two under one. Oh, Irish you twins are two under you one. Have two babies in the same year. That's why they're called. Jeez. It's kind of derogatory, actually. It is? Yeah. Oh, I don't... How come? Um, I think it kind of came about like with Irish immigrants and they. it was like everyone would say okay. they had so many kids. Maybe I shouldn't call them Irish. I'm sorry, anybody listening in no, Ireland. No, it's like a common saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, I want to do my part to root out any hurtful stereotype I'm, language. Right. Okay, how do you... I don't um, know if it's derogatory, but I think it is. So let me know if it is. Yeah. What's your best parenting advice? Because this was definitely not in our plans. How do you make time to do all the things that need to be done while still taking care of yourself and your relationship? Do I need to buy a minivan now? Oh, boy. Uh, we feel you, friend. We <laughs> we are there right now. Also, I work graves, and I love listening to podcasts to help me stay awake and entertained through the night. I found yours about a year ago. And it's definitely one of my favorites. Keep up the good work. Well, thanks. That's awesome. In all truth, like I have anxiety for you right now. I know so many people who do it and who did it kind of better than me, meaning they didn't have like a small mental break after they had their two under two baby. We had two under 
no george was like 17 months old when we had james i thought he was 19 months or 20 months he was something 18 i don't know yeah we had two under two it was so quite hard. literally the hardest thing we've ever done and it was so draining and for like two years there we did not get it like the things that we wanted to do done and we did not do the like self-care stuff and all of the things like it was a lot of um I follow busy toddlers she had three under three you're just like you're just in it and it's this hard space of your life but it it will end I guess as long as you don't have another one and have four under four well I'm just proud of you friend for um right like listening to a podcast such as this because we were not get no. like listening like at least i i wasn't i was looking out um reaching for help for anybody man i wish so bad that i would have yeah, uh, started me. like reaching out and and talking a little bit more about my things like like you're doing here in this email just talking about your stressors and your worries and your emotions like and just your feelings saying without and, shame we had a yeah, lot of without, shame feeling like, instead like of we telling yourself i mind. should be able to handle this i should do i shouldn't be feeling i should 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 and just being honest with your feelings like that is so good so so good on you props for doing that because that's really healthy to be expressing all these things and reaching out of your little household and talking to other people about it secondly Anything that you can do, if you can find it in your budget to have a babysitter at least once Just a week. Just to give you something to look forward to. Like, I know that that I'm going to be like a grown-up adult where I feel like my old self, where like I walk somewhere fast or I go on a far hike or I go to a restaurant and actually enjoy myself or I read a book that I want to read where you just have like two or three hours once a week. Or you take a nap just anything like, no shame in having a babysitter a qualified like, go to the store we loved going to the store by ourselves without kids then it was so fun to go back to costco and not hate it because uh-huh. it's just not fun there's so many things that are not fun with, with kids. kids that you used to love and that's the hard thing you just sit there and you're like this used to be my favorite thing and now i hate it uh-huh. and i think that's what broke my heart so much yeah like what Sunday, would you like say church or like Sunday afternoons? Like it used to be our favorite to just chill and sit. And then like in Utah, everything shuts down on Sunday. So you're just like, what the heck do we do all day today? Yeah. What would you say to Ashley who just had her second baby and is feeling postpartum? What would you say to her now that you wish she would have done back then? Anything different? I don't know. Make sure you're, like you and your wife are in a good place. How would we have done that knowing what we knew then? Maybe. I don't know. Like, I wish we would have started. Therapy? Like, I can see the cracks that turned into big issues after James was born just because we had so much less time and things were so much more busy and we were pursuing so much more and had a new baby. Like, I can see those cracks from like the day we got married starting to form. And I wish we would have just kind of like jumped on it and aired out our junk before like just so we could have been in a really happy good place me and you before James was born and instead it was like and James didn't cause anything it was just like unfortunately like we had our worst part of our marriage like six like kind of hit ahead when James was like six months old yeah because 
sleep is lacking, emotions running high, personal needs not being met during crunch time of having toddlers. Oh, crunch toddlers. time. That's the word I was trying to say. It's having, just crunch time. And so no- like if you can have a few tools under your belt of communication strategies for your marriage, like that will be super helpful. Here, criticism and contempt and defensiveness are like three let's what john gottman calls the four horsemen of the apocalypse meaning if criticism contempt which is basically criticism on steroids like basically disgust at your partner for something that they're doing and then defensiveness automatically instead of acknowledging your part in an issue or saying you're sorry or saying oh i can see how you might be feeling that way just automatically defending yourself and the fourth one is stonewalling which is like just not stop talking to them i don't even care i'm just going to close off those are four things that you got to root out of any relationship that you want to last and thrive. Mm-hmm. Being critical of them, contemptuous, defensive, and just stonewalling or, or shutting shutting off. Yeah, Those are four things that you got to shut down with gratitude, with understanding, with humility, and with like taking a 20-minute break and coming back to the comfort. Like, like learning about those four things and the antidotes to those things are humongous if you want to read john read look up john or just gottman four horsemen and read online about them for a while there's a great video on youtube about the four horsemen and their antidotes like getting a few of those things under your belt to, for when shiz hits the roof when you have three under three will help you so much because instead of you and your wife um going head to head and seeing the other person as the problem you can be on the same team and just focus on this mutual problem that you're both attacking together. Instead of attacking each other, you're both on the same team attacking the problem. And maybe the problem is that you're having negative feelings towards the other person. You can still be on the same team and talk about your feelings and resolve them instead of like defensiveness makes it makes it the other person is the problem. But humility and gratitude and talking about through things makes it the problem the problem. And the other person is never the problem. Oh. So those are the tools that I would suggest practicing now before it gets even harder with another baby. Mm-hmm. So that you can be on the same team while during crunch time. Because that's like it is what that is definitely crunch time. And unless you can have like a full-time nanny, which few people can afford we just barely got a nanny who's coming over for a few hours two times a week which is life-changing yep. like i looking back i wish that we scheduled time to have a babysitter for just a few hours once a week yeah um okay i've thought more about your question what i would tell myself or like tell myself to do uh-huh. and this is just me going off of me and Dallin's experience. I don't know like your, you and your wife's relationship. I don't know if like you guys have like all your shits together and you're just this great like machine working through it all together. Um, what I would tell Dallin and I though, I would say, um, figure out a way for Dallin to do something for himself once a week for Ashley to do something for herself once a week. And for you guys to do something as a couple once a week, like get it in place, figure out a way. I love that. We never had a schedule. Not daily. It's hard to do daily, but just once a week, figure out something for Get Dallin. it on the schedule. Share a Google calendar. Phones make this so easy now. We have a family calendar and you get it on the calendar. Your brain has something to look forward to. If I know I'm going snowboarding just for a few hours, like one morning next week, 
I'm just amped looking forward to that. Yeah. And and it's on the calendar. My wife is expecting it too. It's not something I'm going to throw at her last minute saying, yeah, gosh, like, I'm oh, so she's dead. Oh, hit the fan. I'm Dallin in the negative. break. And I'm like, you cannot leave me. You in can't this. take a break right now. But if it's on the schedule coming up in a few days, you're both on board. You're both preparing for it. When it comes, you're like, all right, let's do it. And you're like, cool. I've been preparing for this. And instead of like waiting until you get to in the negative with your emotional bank account or your your ability to help and you're like i gotta go somewhere i gotta go golfing i gotta yeah. go take it i gotta go to the gym like if you don't if you schedule it and have that ahead of time then you can both look forward to it you can both prepare for it man i would have a google calendar or i would share like the family icloud shared calendar on our phones that's what we do we throw everything in there we both know what to look forward to we know what's coming we can schedule it in so it's not just always maybe we can make something happen Maybe not. And it, it can't be like willy nilly. Because like, default will will go to the kids because there's always, you know, or, if they're like on default, it'll just be take care of kids, take care or of like kids. Default for me is just like, oh, I'll get my stuff in later. Like, let's make sure Dallin and the kids are happy. That's me, and my And that default. was my default too. For me or for you? For me until it, until I was about to explode and I just had to go somewhere and it just was not healthy. Right. If we both scheduled things in the calendar... That would have been so nice. So I would say like treat it like like Dallin's on a heart medicine, right? To lower his blood pressure. Treat it like something like that. Like I'm, if we, like it's on my mind, like, oh, Dallin, have you taken your medicine? Where it needs to be on your mind with your wife. Like, hey, have you planned what you're doing next week? What are you doing? When are you doing it? I need to know and you need to have that plan. I want to prepare for that for you and you want to prepare for that for me. No, like it is essential that you do this for you and we do not let this like slip, slip under the rug or whatever the phrase is. Yeah. I love when Ashley tells me to go work out. I love it. Well, I hate that I have to do it sometimes because we just get to that point where I'm like, dang it, Dallin, like go work out. Well, no, like even if it is scheduled, but I'm like, oh, but I could... I could go and do right, this like right now. Important. Ashley helps me to keep to this thing right, that we've scheduled. Because we have come to this point where like, I know my life is better and I know Dallin's life is better when Dallin works out every morning. So if Dallin's like not waking up in the morning or like, and it's not every morning, he's pretty good. But if there's like a morning that's dragging, I'll be like, you need to go work out because this and this and this is happening and you're not going to be able to get a workout in and you need to go do that. But be that for your wife too. I, I don't know her personality. If she's anything like me, she's very likely to just actually just wants to walk the dogs but like i put it off and i put it off and i put it off and then it doesn't happen for three weeks and i have a mental break so just like be that person for her and she be that person for you where you're like this needs to happen no matter what and then the other thing i would say to myself and to dallin would be to say like to hell with gender roles like this is a partnership what can we do? Maybe your parents did it one way growing up, but we're going to talk about everything together and split up the duties of the house. The, yeah. Like I wish. How we I decide on like, it. Like I was not like we just, I'm not saying like Dallin's a bad person for not doing this, but I wish we would have had a conversation where Dallin was like, Hey, I work from this time to this time every day and you do all of this at home and my work is paid and your work is unpaid. You were just doing all this invisible no, work wait, wait, that wait, I wait. just assumed that you right. should and do. it's invisible so like you don't you don't know like you come home and like everything i was like order. oh that's what but i wish actually does we would have had this conversation we are having another baby and that is going to be a lot more work for you in the day when i am not around what can i do for you what can i take off of your plate and put onto my plate a little thing like what 
can I make my job that you don't need to worry about anymore as you like take care of this newborn baby? And again, I don't know, like maybe she works too. Like, I don't know what's going on, but you guys could both have that conversation. Like we're about to have a third baby. What stresses you out that you don't think you're going to be able to handle with a third baby? And she can say that too. And maybe it's just like, like for me, like we, Dallin and I had this conversation a couple of months ago and I was like, I literally, the hardest thing of my morning is trying to remember, to, like making sure teeth get brushed. Like if you could just come upstairs after your workout and just all I want you to think about, like I got breakfast, I got preschool taken care of. I can like clean up the house, get all of the hair done, get the kids ready. I just need someone to take teeth brushing away from me because it's always like this last thing. And it, for unknown reasons, stresses me out. And Dallin was like, sure, cool. Um, and that, and he was just like, I don't have to think about it anymore. And it's just something that wasn't on Dallin's radar before that just is now. It's just his little job to brush teeth yep. morning and night. And that's it. Like if there's like a little thing like that, like, hey, what's a little thing I could take off of your plate? Because, or like, how can we restructure things? Because there's a new kid coming in and it's going to be a lot more work for you or a lot more work for me or for both of us. And we need to figure out a new game plan. Just a restructuring. Mm-hmm. Have a restructuring. Get it all out there on the table. Even if you're assuming in your head that you're both, you're both on board with this. Like if you haven't talked about it, maybe just get it out there. Yeah. So that you both have buy-in on like, it. What's the thing that you're always wishing you can get to all day, but you never get to? Like maybe it's, I don't know, like watering the plants or something and it stresses you out all day that it's not getting done. Mm-hmm. Like maybe you could be like, oh, I could totally do that. Like no big deal. I'll do that before I go to work or I'll do that when I get home from work or yep. just don't even think about that anymore. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for writing in and good luck. Three under three. That's no joke. And it's crunch time. And if you can just zoom out, see the big picture and see these next few years, there's crunch time. We're still going to, we're still going to make time at least once a week for something I want to do, something you want to do and something we want to do together. And you have that on the schedule planned in etched in stone, looking forward to it. Game changer. And if you have a few basic tools of effective communication to, to be on the same team and tackle problems together, instead of letting it slip into the other person is the problem. That's awesome. That is so awesome. George is four. He's like it gets easier. four and a half ish, and he is like a almost like a grown up human. It gets easier. So it, we promise you that you don't have that long with your oldest until they like we can be like, hey George, go run and get a diaper for James, or hey George, like you need to go do your little chores this morning and straighten out the shoes and mm-hmm. open the blinds, like things where like where he's not totally dependent, and it's so great that he's not. You guys aren't far from that. So just keep yep. that in mind for have that on the schedule, put it on your schedule two years from now. Things will get so much easier at four. Put it on the schedule. I mean, even James is almost three and she's very much an independent. Even soul. one year from now, like when the baby's yeah. one year old and you're have that look, have that to look forward to etched into your schedule. Make that schedule something that you live by. And so that you're not just always flying off of like all like, it's called the rocks before gravel. You know, the, the it's seven habits. No. You put the big rocks in before all the gravel and then everything fits in the bucket. But if you dump all the gravel in and then you try to fit all these big rocks in too, then it doesn't all fit in the bucket. You put your big rocks in first before all the gravel because gravel will come at you all day. All day. There's a little metaphor to drive it home the for you. The thing with kids though is th- gravel becomes rocks really fast. 
What do you mean? You know, like, oh, Tommy needs his diaper changed. But you're like, I'm good for 10 minutes. And well, then you can quickly change a diaper. He like yeah. takes off his diaper. As long as this big, th- this big rock that you got already scheduled can move a little bit. But you got your rock already scheduled. You're going to make it happen. No, I know. I totally agree. I'm just like with kids, gravel becomes rocks like really fast. Right. Like, oh, Jimmy's hungry. I'm going to feed him in one minute. But you like walk away for one minute to change a diaper. And Jimmy opened the fridge and threw milk jugs everywhere. Right. That's schedule, the hard part about babies. You schedule the important but not urgent things before they come urgent. I would say go into this where urgency does not exist. Yeah. If it happens, it happens and uh-huh. we will be happy. If it doesn't, that's okay. Maybe we'll try tomorrow. Just to have him in the podcast, here are the four antidotes to the four horsemen of the apocalypse of any relationship as, gone, as John Gottman refers to them. I'm just going to lay these all out. It may sound like I'm an expert on this. No, I just have them memorized. I'm still working on this and fail at this every day. Number one, uh, instead of criticism, use gentle startup like we talked about with the previous um, write-in with uh, the girl who found her boyfriend looking at other girls' photos and liking them on Instagram. Instead of criticizing him right off the bat and saying, are you cheating on me? What is this? What is this? You use a gentle startup. So that is the uh, antidote of the first horseman using a gentle startup saying, I noticed something. I want to talk to you about it because I love you so much. And my initial reaction was concerned and scared and, and getting, um, hurt. So I just wanted to talk to you about it because I love you so much. I want to be on the same page with you and use your I statements. I feel this. I feel this emotion. I'm feeling this complaining without blaming. And ideally her boyfriend would have responded without defensiveness, which is number two. So the antidote to that is taking some responsibility, seeing some truth in what the other person is saying, being willing to say you're sorry, instead of saying, well, it's no big deal. People like my photos all the time that are girls and I like all sorts of photos. Like maybe that's true. You're just a free liker on Instagram, but she's frazzled. Let's talk about it. Even if someone says you are so stupid, (laughs) like you can say, To be honest, I feel pretty stupid right now because we are not connecting very well and I really want to connect with you and that makes me sad. Uh, Tell me more about how you're feeling. (laughs) Like that is some ninja level communication. Again, you're only doing this with people you want to build strong relationships with. A lot of people you would be like, okay, I'm not going to have you in my life anymore. But this is like, this is like really important people in your life. Third one is contempt, which is basically defensiveness and criticism on steroids. It's like disgust at another person like they suggest something you're like Ugh, why would you even think of that the antidote to contempt is building a culture of appreciation for your partner just laugh at the little things don't sweat the small stuff ashley used to put her shoes in front of the door all the time and i would just let it bug me so much now i just laugh like it's just this thing her whole family does they put shoes right in front of the door and i'm just like that's an ashley thing and it's like no big deal it takes me five seconds to scoot them to the side i just laugh about it like life is too short and you can build a culture of a I, I started to get contempt towards Ashley for just putting her shoes in front of the door. Like I would have feelings of disgust, which makes me sad. Now it's just like, I just laugh about it. Life is too short to stress over these little shoes in front of the door. I can scoot them to the side and laugh at this Ashley thing that her and her whole family does. And the fourth one, stonewalling, is where you just shut down and don't even talk to somebody. You're just like, whatever, forget it. I'm leaving. You uh, do what he calls physiological self-soothing. But in other words, that's like, go take a break for like 20 minutes, do something that will calm you down, whether it's a walk, petting the dog, working out, going to do yoga, something that you like, working in the garage, and then come back in like 20 minutes and revisit it from a a cooled down perspective rather than a, a heated, flooded 
perspective. Cool? Okay, we're going to wrap this up with a weird food thing and old people saying from Rainy. Hey, Dashley's weird food thing. Hard-boiled egg with peanut butter on top. (laughs) (laughs) That is weird. This is bad for me. Sounds disgusting, I know. I hate hard-boiled eggs. Do you like like them? I love hard-boiled eggs. I would eat them every breakfast, but I don't know if I would put peanut butter on them. What I do for Valentine's a lot of the years, we've had Valentine's. Deviled eggs, man, love those. Yeah, I make Dallin deviled eggs, and I barf the whole time. (laughs) And I don't know if it's good because I can't taste it because it disgusts me so deeply. And then I present them to Dallin, and he eats them like they're Cheetos. So good. My husband and I got stuck in Hawaii at the beginning of quarantine and we had no money since our trip was unexpectedly extended and everything was shut down. I wanted to try something different, so I put the two together. It was a great source of protein with a flavor variation from your typical boiled eggs. <laughs> with a flavor Don't variation. knock it till you try it. That reminds me of the terminal when Victor Swarovski is putting ketchup and mustard on saltine crackers. Oh, I've never seen that show. We watched it in the hospital. And I think I slept through it. Oh, it was one of the DVDs we could rent for our little hospital they TV. They make you rent DVDs. Yeah. Where am I going to take it? Okay, here's another thing. Rolled ham filled with peanut butter or cream cheese. I cream w- cheese I could get behind. Peanut butter, meh. You're a peanut butter gal. You need to try Dallin's waffles with You got to I'm sure she loves pe- waffles well, you, with peanut butter on okay, them. Okay, you put eggs on them too, right? Yeah. So you do what waffles she does. Waffles with peanut butter and eggs. I guess I've you done do it with it. fried eggs. It's the same. I guess I literally maybe the same thing. I put syrup on it though too. That makes okay, Rainy. <laughs> add syrup to your peanut butter and eggs thing, and I'm totally down. Dallin does it. Yep. Okay. Old people saying, "Don't poke it if you don't want to look at it the rest of your life." <laughs> Is that referring to like scabs turning into scars? No, I think it's referring to sex, like on Lonesome Dove. Oh, like a poke. <laughs> I don't know. Don't like, poke it because you'll make kids. Or you'll marry it. Kind of. Don't poke it if you don't want to look at it the rest of your life. <laughs> Is that referring to don't have sex with somebody you don't want to marry? you know, like, they, people used to get married if they got pregnant, no matter what. Don't, don't poke it. All right. This is my grandpa's greatest financial advice, and I thought I'd share it too. When spending money, watch the little things, and the big things will take care of themselves. That's good. Wait, is that explaining the first line? No, that was a different one. Okay. She gave no context for the first one. <laughs> and I still don't know Maybe what it means. Maybe it's just like don't invest in something or buy something unless you Watch the little things really, the really love things. it. Like kind of like how a, co- a Costco, you never think all these things are going to add up to $300, talk but they to, always do. Talk to me in words I understand. <laughs> it's like $10 here, $7 here, $10 here, $10 here, $11 here, $12 here, $13 here, one $30 item, another few $10 items. Before you know it, you just dropped $330 at Costco. Maybe and, that's what it means. And you feel happy. And you feel great. <laughs> and your day is made. I always go buy a shake, a smoothie when Dallin pays for it so I don't see it and feel buyer's remorse. Yeah. That's how she I She goes and buys that. more things. I go and buy more. Wait, she said her name is Ryan. Well, is it Rainy or Ryan? I'm sorry. I've been calling you Rainy this whole time, but she ended it Ryan. Rian. Or is it Rianne? I what? don't know. What? Friend, either way, whatever your name is, thanks for sending it in. Love having you guys with us. This podcast is so fun. And we will see you next time.